0: Hi, I'm Lucy Porter. And I'm Alexi Bolden. And, <laughs> and this, this is, is academia. academia. This is not just academia, baby girl. This is a very special episode. I'm excited for this episode. It, it really,
1: I don't think people are going to know that
0: we're, what we're doing. People. Sort of expect us to come here every day with a guest, a guest. and segments yeah. and to have really innovative, groundbreaking thoughts on concepts that academia has ignored for too long. And we looked at this episode and we said, we're only going to do some of that. One third, perhaps. <laughs> One third, 33%, if you will. At Mother, best. may I? <laughs>
1: and And academia, you shall. I'm super excited to get into today because today we get to talk about every episode we've had
0: so far absolutely this is the end of year syllabus review we have spent 52 episodes talking with some of the nation's brightest minds about we topics we, we do we check we <laughs> ask them silly stupid questions and if they get them right then we know they're geniuses and we know you guys have been along with this journey
1: with us, and we just want to recap before we launch into our new our new year twenty twenty four.
0: I'm gonna I'm era. gonna come back. I'm gonna bleach my hair blonde, and Alexi's gonna get a forehead Again? tattoo, and we're gonna be yeah. back in twenty twenty four saying class of twenty twenty four. Oh, that's going to be so sick. (laughs) Sick and twisted. (laughs) Disgusting. So what we're going to do today is we have taken every single episode and split them into categories, subjects, genres, and we will review and pontificate upon each of those topics.
1: Because academia is nothing if not repetitive. And we really want to (laughs) drill these topics home. So you understand you get the lessons from these that we got. Because I know every episode that we recorded, I learned at least one to two, sometimes seven new things.
0: I would say, Alexi, academia is repetitive, and you and I are verbose, which makes this (laughs) great combo. The perfect format for us. Do we want to tease the topics ahead of time? Or do we want to just sort of launch in with our first subject i think we launch
1: in with the first subject right i'm an all-in kind of girl i don't i don't when i go skinny dipping
0: i get, take the clothes <laughs> off and jump in <laughs> because i if don't wait if you skinny dip with your bra and underwear on you're a coward and you're not you're a actually coward. skinny dipping
1: and you're not living your mid-2000s rom-com dream you're not living la vida loca and we can tell but here at academia we're living la vida loca I was—I was, I was going to give an anecdote to the to the crowd of La Vida Loca. Uh, oh, with, Is it Ricky? Yeah, do you Ricky Martin? remember when we were worked together and for some reason we kept singing that song so we went into the <laughs> screening room at Second City and played it loudly just you and I sitting in there letting Ricky Martin serenade us I have a video. me and Alexi
0: by ourselves in a small movie theater playing a karaoke version of Live in La Vida Loca it's as amazing as it sounds I'll tell you that uh, the delusion the pure Insanity that we experienced.
1: That is what we bring to this podcast. That's what we bring into the world.
0: I do like that that was like the peak of our power hungriness. Like the, the <laughs> most malicious thing we did, the most like power grabby thing we did was use a room to watch a karaoke music video.
1: That, and I will also say, um, when we played Hide and Seek for some reason, oh, that was pretty scary. Pretty
0: malicious of us. That was really to good. Go hide and seek. That was really good to play hide and seek. If you as an adult have not played hide and seek in your workplace, then you're not doing it right. I'll tell you that. I, I beg of thee to find some joy. I fucking love hide and seek, dude. Hide and seek would be an incredible academia topic.
1: Oh, okay. We have to, somebody has to bring it on. If not a year from now, we will be bringing on hide and seek (laughs) as our topic and malicious relationships.
0: Let's go ahead and dive right on into the topics that have already been brought to the table with our first category, film and television.
1: Now, when people bring these topics on, I I always get nervous because I'm not a, I'm not a film and television girly. I will watch like when people bring on topics like, 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 um, Teen girl movies. Yes. I go, oh, I hope I've seen them.
0: Oh, well, I feel like you always at least have an entryway into it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, especially because it's it's film and television. These are things that are, like, in the zeitgeist. That's very true. So if I haven't seen it, I've heard about it. Yes. I would say case in point for me, anime, sub V-dub with Mitch Winkler. Mm. I have not seen A single anime other than the ones that the coffee shop near me plays silently on the big TV.
1: And see, that's when Mitch and I were in our bag, was that episode. Yeah. And I hope hope people learned, um, if not started their own journey from that episode. That's what I really hope. I hope that anything we talk about in film and television inspires someone who listens to go and watch that thing.
0: I just hope that one day there's a little girl. Who hears this this episode and sees two absolute idiots talking about (laughs) film and television. And they come to realize that they, too, can have a podcast one day and be as stupid as they want on the (laughs) internet for free. Yeah, that's all I want. That's all I want. So let's go ahead. Let's just go ahead and run through... Yeah, yeah. The, the topics that are that fall under the film and television umbrella. We have Full House with Anna Weatherwax. The Making of Wizard of Oz with Sabrina Odige. Teen Girl Movies with Lizzie Kineski. Friends with Annie Scott. Woo. Dance Moms with Kristen Aviles. PBS with Hannah Zahn. 90 movies that should be. 90 movies. movies. <laughs> 90 movies that should be queer. 90s movies that should be queer with James Patrick Nelson. WWE with Chris Stritzis. Anime sub v dub with Mitch Winkler. Awards season with Emily Vogel and Brendan Fraser and the Mummy with Mo Philip Spots incredible (laughs) topics that were brought to the film and television table this year applause 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 what i like about these is that people express their creativity within the topics it's not necessarily just the piece of media itself it's the history of it with the making of the wizard of oz it's it's an examination of it with 90s movies that should be queer
1: well, the thing about film and television is that like, when you are consuming a form of media, whether it be literature, a podcast, mm-hmm. um, oh. a movie, it's, it is all about your interpretation and your life experience that like like why you're bringing this to the table. Um, and so Brendan Fraser and the mummy being our friend <laughs> Motha spots hyperfixation is so funny to me.
0: It's, it's, like, it's
1: entrancing. <laughs> I, d- I would see her wearing mummy gear around, but I didn't know it was the mummy, mummy until we had her on. And I was like, oh, you're so correct about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same for our friend uh, Chris Dritzes with WWE. I never in my life would have encountered the the history behind WWE because as a as a boxing girly we were told that WWE yeah. was that like it wasn't um it wasn't it was a farce. It was a farce of the sport.
0: But mm. it's kinda fun. Of
1: it's it's meant to be
0: crazy. People. I felt like Jasmine and Aladdin themselves sitting on that damn carpet during that episode. I was sitting there, I go, honey, it's a whole new world. Wow, that was good. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> Weird. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I I think this topic, I, I love this subject and I love spending time within this subject because it is such an entry point for so many people. Like yeah. film and television changes lives. I yeah. would know. I live in Los Angeles. It's the lifeblood of this damn town. Award season with Emily Vogel. Award season is huge. I didn't even touch on the fact in that episode that in LA, every single billboard is for awards consideration. Jesus. You do not see a single billboard. That's like Wendy's next exit <laughs> or like hell is real. Shout out Ohio.
1: No Midwestern bullshit here.
0: No, it is all like, have you seen the bear? It's literally, that's every billboard is like, look at Sarah Paulson killing it.
1: Literally. She's a murderess in this, in this, (laughs) uh,
0: and it's everywhere. And honestly, a little distracting because I will see these billboards and I'm like, I don't even know what the hell that show is on Apple TV. And spoiler, it always is an obscure show on Apple TV that I've never heard of. I know. And I'm like, taken aback, I'm like, what what is John Hamm up to these days? And then I almost crashed my Honda HRV. Isn't he in isn't he in uh
1: freaking progressive commercials? Oh, is he? I could be lying. Hey, wrong guy. Film and television. <laughs> I don't know. But what I do want to say while we're also on this topic is RIP Matthew Perry. I was actually yeah. with Annie Scott uh, when we found out the news <sighs> mm-hmm. of Matthew Perry's passing. We were doing splatter together. Someone, Chris Dritzis, <laughs> came in the room and said, Matthew Perry is dead, and he
0: walked out. <laughs> he he is such like a town crier, like yeah. <laughs> running into the town square Matthew and announcing Pride the news. <laughs> yeah. And- hear ye, hear
1: ye. Annie and I, as as our listeners know, uh, bonded over Friends yeah. during that episode. I have all ten seasons. Annie is a Annie is a, a friend connoisseur, and so we kind of just look at each other when we heard the news. And I went, "Now I can never watch Friends again," uh, which is definitely the takeaway.
0: Uh, and for me, the opposite because the death of his death propelled me to watch the reunion that they oh. all did, and then that. I kickstarted, I started watching the series again. I fell off recently because I like have work to do now, but <laughs> there was a moment where it was like, I was rediscovering friends and I was really resonating with what you were saying about like the outfits and yes. like, like all the other takeaways that you and Annie had like really latched on to. Mm-hmm. It is a very cozy show, but because my main experience with it was watching it like after school, when I came back from like middle school. Yeah. I didn't have like such a, like an encyclopedic recollection of it.
1: That's okay. I mean, I, I think that Friends' staying power is insane, first and foremost. But it, yeah. it, it is because it's so cozy, and the sometimes the arcs the character go, characters go through are kind of um, jarring, a little anxiety inducing. But more often than not, it's really like you're watching it happen to somebody else. Um, so it's like not as immersive,
0: and I feel really I feel comfortable about it. My biggest takeaway on that rewatch was like, these are not actors, these are clowns. Like, mm-hmm. the physical comedy that they're doing is beautiful. It, like, I, to me, it, it's not comedy acting, it is clowning in yeah. like its purest form. Yeah. The amount of time they're like, Running over couches, <laughs> or even like like the facial physical comedy, like they are masters of their bodies.
1: Yes, I think every time I rewatch, I have a new favorite actor in it. The first time I rewatched I watched it, David Schwimmer was like he was so funny to me, especially season I think four of him, where he's like on account of my rage, and he just <laughs> has like his little uh pills that he does. He is and he goes my sandwich. That season of Ross is so funny to me. I, I think it's post. Two divorces. Uh, Ross, who is like just lost Emily, is really trying to um, center himself. And then Matt LeBlanc, obviously, I talked about this episode um, with um, with Annie, but the one where uh, everyone finds out, and Joe, because Joey's the only one that knows that Monica and Chandler are together, his face every time someone like almost gets near finding out is so. It's just so. Good. The way that they can just tap into into Joey, into um into um Phoebe. And I, mm-hmm. I love the outfit and spose that people do on um with the sounds of Phoebe Buffet. Um and they do yeah. different Phoebe inspired outfits and they and it's like when she's spelling her name, it's p is in Phoebe, H is in Phoebe, O is an OB, E is isn't
0: <laughs> e B is a E in Hello there, mate. <laughs> yeah. There is one outfit that really stuck with me and it's Rachel's working in the coffee shop and she's wearing like, like a mechanic shirt. Like it's like that blue button up mechanic shirt, but obviously it's cropped. And then she has one of those, like, like the mechanics name tags on it, but it says tease. <gasps> I have to find what, it, what, it, what? Perfect. Is this she wearing a mini like, with it?
1: Yeah, of course. Of course, of course. You're right. I'm sorry. Silly question. Rachel yeah, it This, is shop, like season, always this gotta skirts. be
0: season one or two because I did not continue my rewatch far past that. I fell off. But that was an outfit where I was like, e- yeah, that yeah. works for me.
1: Her outfits in season when she's working at the coffee shop are insane. When she's working at mm-hmm. Ralph Lauren, I would say her outfits are more kind of what people are getting into now um, with the like early, like early two thousands um, geek chic. Business I told cash. you earlier is oh, back. Geek
0: chic. Yeah.
1: It's like uh, uh, Giselle Bundchen and Devil Wears Prada. People are hon- like are getting back to the button downs and and the and the trousers. Um. Um, so when Rachel's working at Ralph Lauren, a lot of those fits people are people are bringing back and they're cute. But they're just. Different Wait, can ones. I
0: tell you? Nice. I I was rewatching Pitch Perfect last night, <laughs> and that is a movie that that is a movie. Speaking of movies and television, that uh, changed me fundamentally. And I discovered Pitch Perfect when I was in like late middle school, early high school, mm-hmm. and was very in the trenches of my like preppy phase, wearing business casual to school mm-hmm. gig. Um, and I realized how much of that was tied to Pitch Perfect, like the outfits that they're wearing at Pitch Perfect. Uh, I saw those and immediately I was like, I need to rediscover this this prep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I haven't watched Pitch Perfect in, since that the first time I watched it, I don't think. So I need to refresh my oh, memory. I, I highly recommend <laughs> it. It's on Peacock. I have Peacock. That's crazy actually on the dvd
0: oh that's huge yeah i've only watched it the time in theaters though well i watched it 12 times in theaters and we don't need to revisit that any further that is so much fun Alexi- would you consider that a teen girl movie I would absolutely consider that a teen girl movie, but it doesn't come up when we're discussing teen girl movies because I think teen girl movies were so thrown into like the early 2000s that we often forget the mid 2000s, which was equally impactful. Yeah. Gossip
1: Girl is there there in the mid 2000s for me.
0: (sighs) I can't believe nobody's brought in Gossip Girl yet. Um I do think all of these topics really encapsulate so far film and television and yes. required knowledge for film and television. We hit the spectrum of th- the film and television experience within these cat- within these topics. And I encourage listeners to revisit
1: yeah, I'm excited for people to to delve deeper into the film and television topics going into the new year because, like I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, everyone has such different takeaways from everything that we ingest. I love hearing details that other people caught that I didn't or Easter eggs that um, I saw on the internet and want to re-explore. Yeah. So, film and television 2024, come on, baby. What do you have for us? <laughs> and that is film and television. Alexi, what is our next subject? Our next subject is concepts. The- <laughs> yes. Yeah. These, I will say, these are some of my favorite topics that people bring in. <laughs> <laughs> because you can really attack them from anywhere. <laughs> people will just say their thing and it's like, all right.
0: Absolutely. Dive in. What What are the topics that are included under concepts? So here in the syllabus,
1: we're looking at the concepts. The first bullet point, of course, is hierarchy of desserts with Eric Greenbaum. Next, we have gazing with Lila Basouk. Weed Culture with Jack Orchard, Entitlement with Zach Petica and Kiara Hughes, The Sandwich with Max Cantor, Party Etiquette with Amy McClure, Drig with Caleb Jackson, and last but not least and the slightest is In-Flight Entertainment with Kevin Noonan.
0: Talk about conceptual excellence.
1: Talk about really bringing in ideas that you want, that you need someone else to go through with you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I think a lot of those are united under the banner of like, I've caught onto this and I desperately need to talk to one other person about this. Yeah. But it's not necessarily something that you can just bring up in conversation. No. And my
1: favorite um, conversations are the ones where we all are like, okay. I think like, for example, party etiquette with Avery McClure. When we got into the nitty gritty of like, okay, what does it mean to you to throw a party? What do you expect people to do when you come to your house? We
0: were dissecting race dynamics under the umbrella of what (laughs) what it means to Party etiquette, and I was comfortable the whole time. <laughs> and can you believe what other podcast is doing that? <laughs> also, with entitlement,
1: we got into we got into some uh, race dynamic stuff there too. And absolutely, my takeaway from that episode was genuinely walk away or walk into any environment you want with the
0: confidence of a white man. Well, walk in with a John Hamm attitude, and you'll rule the world. I do think this category also taught me a lot mm-hmm. like I did not know what Drig was at me all neither. and this was enlightening
1: every time I'm on a plane now I think about in flight entertainment with Kevin Noonan <laughs> yes <laughs> because yeah. I'm like well how am I getting on this plane and when you had the the thought of like I'm not with a group of people that's gonna like this plane is gonna crash with I considered that I really considered like the people around me are they people who die on planes am I somebody <sighs> who would die
0: on a plane Alexi i was on a flight recently yes and it looked like the group of people that would go down in a plane (gasps) what there was an old there was an older greek man sitting next to me (laughs) sitting sat next to me (laughs) who did like the cross before (gasps) we took off and was like praying into a rosary and i'm like you have to be aware of the parody of this like because you're performing this we are now going to die (laughs) I, I would be like, you just signed the deal. Can you stop praying? I'm like, you look like a man who dies in a plane crash and I have to sit next to you. He got his, what is it, a Hail Mary in? Yeah, we were safe. We landed fine. But man, it, it was a rude awakening for me to like, see that happen and then look around the plane and be like, oh, no. This has the makeup of people who would die on a plane. A, a bunch of eccentric characters <laughs> it was that light up I'm rooms, like... that light up every room they go into. <laughs> the the pilot episode is all of us boarding the plane, and then each episode after that is like a peek into the lives that we're leaving behind. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Truly devastating. I loved. I loved. I love topics like hierarchy of desserts too, because it takes something that like we're all so familiar with and then forces you to look at it in a different way. Yeah. Like, you know, you like cupcakes, you know, you like ice cream, rank it, rank it or die.
1: And I will say after that episode, I realized it does depend on the place you get the dessert from because I absolutely, I love chocolate cake. Like that is my girl till the day I Mm. die. I recently had the, I won't even, I won't name the place, but it was in Chicago and it was a horrible piece of chocolate cake. I didn't think you could get something that doesn't taste like it at all. And so wow. I was like, do I need to reconsider my hierarchy? Have I just not had enough good desserts that I dislike? Like maybe pie is lower because I haven't had a good piece of pie.
0: With, with the bad chocolate cake, I have to ask, was it gluten-free? no it was regular it was normal no. I, can, I can tolerate gluten man you say bad chocolate cake and i'm immediately like well they're trying to make it something else
1: no i've had better gluten desserts i like some of my closest friends here Damn. are gluten and vegan and so i ha- i often have to take that sacrifice
0: my be- my best friend is
1: gluten-free no i just i i i, I know what you guys go through i just want to I, I grew up know, you with know.
0: gluten-free people uh, yeah. there's gluten-free people in my community
1: well, I sometimes feel like when I'm ordering gluten free stuff that I'm taking from somebody who actually is gluten intolerant, <laughs> so I try get not to
0: <laughs> into it. <laughs> I just try not to. I just get scared. <laughs> You're so community focused. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, hey,
1: I know that like like you probably can have a really bad headache if you eat some gluten, and nothing will happen to me. So I'll take I'll take the bullet for you.
0: Yeah, I will say with the with the with the topics that are conceptual. It plays right into, like, I think my strength, which is starting to make a strong declarative statement Mm -hmm. and then finding out what I'm actually saying as I'm going. Like, I will start a sentence and be like, I don't know where this is going to end. And then it ends and I'm like, oh, I actually do believe that. Like, I didn't know that I had such firm beliefs on gazing or the yeah. sandwich yep. until we start talking about it. And I'm able to make an insane declarative statement. I will say in the process of recording academia this entire year,
1: that is my takeaway is that I didn't realize I had so many opinions. <laughs> <about> things. <laughs> yeah. Until, until you're forced to. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I, I guess I don't like when sandwiches don't have mayo. I guess I'd never consider that. <laughs> I said I would never say that out loud. And Max and I uh, had conversations after we recorded about the sandwich because he, on his birthday um, in October, <laughs> didn't oh. get a sandwich again as he said he would for I think every meal that day. Consistent king, consistent king, Max Canter. Let's get into it.
0: Well, I think that
1: rounds out the concepts. Academia, if you're listening. My takeaway from concept section and going into the year of 2024 is that it's okay to form opinions right at the moment that you record. I promise I will think about it for the rest of the day. Or
0: even after you started speaking. After you
1: started speaking (laughs) is a really good thing. I did a show last night, folks where um, Anthony Rossi is good luck with that show. If you're in Chicago, go see it. And it is improvised character monologues. And you see the bullet points right before you um, monologize about them. And boy, when you don't think you have anything, your brain is your backbone. When Mm -hmm. you just start talking, your brain gots you. Gots you all the way through these conceptual topics here
0: on Academia. What is creativity if not an intellectual parachute? Mm, That's Good. That's good. Take that. Run with it. With that, we'll move on to our next subject. Our next category is we get it. You read. Ugh. Ugh. Can I say? We, (laughs) We have people who come in and it's like, absolutely, I'm on board with your topic. But also, it's like, we get it. You read.
1: Yeah. No. And I, as like a reader, love to let people know that I also read. But when someone brings a topic I haven't read or don't know a lot about, Mm. I'm like, oh my God, we get it. Okay. You're smart. You're intelligent. Fate worse than
0: death. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) These include topics such as corruption with Adisa Williams, fan fiction with Maddie Casal, romance novels and smut with Darren Robinson, AI with Joelle Velez, what happens when we die with (laughs) Chase Lilly, and the metaphysical with Aaron Stewart. Oh boy,
1: we got into it with these. We definitely nitty gritty with these topics.
0: These tricky little freaks <laughs> who guys. love to read and be intelligent. I mean, like uh, stunning out-of-the-box topics. Let's just say that. Yeah. This this category is really interesting to me too, because it like it does show the like intricate niche knowledge bases that these people have yeah. like i scratched the surface with my knowledge of ai but joelle has dedicated time and energy into understanding ai yeah, when
1: things scare me such as corruption ai what <laughs> yeah. happens when we die with chase lily and the metaphysical with aaron stewart i tend to not delve into it on purpose but to be forced with it i was like okay and it genuinely is like never as scary as I think it is. But in those, like when these concepts like AI is taking over, I'm like, well, I don't want to learn about it then. That's none of my business.
0: (laughs) This this is helpful for me too, because I often default, and this is a lifelong plight of mine, where I will speak confidently on something that I know nothing about. I've been doing this since I was born.
1: Oh, You could talk at birth. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. I'm sort of incredible. I had a full head of hair and I was speaking confidently about taxes. And had 17 teeth. (laughs) That was the scariest (laughs) part of all. They were all razor sharp. (laughs) I was at at a Christmas party over the weekend and I was at a table with adults who are all like working professionals. Mm -hmm. And when it came up that I'm in TV and film, in film and television – Um, and live in the city known as Los Angeles, immediately we started talking about the strike and immediately started talking about AI protections. And there was a moment that I realized that I had been monologuing about AI. And I was like, I know what I'm talking about in terms of AI in film and television. But the second we move beyond this boundary, I don't know a damn thing.
1: This might be a life experience thing because I've definitely been in rooms where people are like, oh, like you have thoughts. And Beyonce mentions it in the Renaissance film. <laughs> you sometimes just get invalidated just by existing. Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. So I, th- I was at a party also this weekend um, and it was a group of Rag. like people who were at least like uh, eight to ten years older than I was. And I was like, OK, mm. I, I feel respected, which is great. And also not usually the norm in, in groups where people are older than me.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I say that to say,
1: AI is crazy, brother.
0: AI is nuts. I also, speaking of nuts, oh, no, fan fiction, dude. <laughs> fucking fan fiction. I think about the fan fiction that our dear friend Maddie Casale wrote about us at least twice a week. Really?
1: Yeah, I think percentage. about it
0: all the time. Shout out, Maddie. <laughs> and hey, Maddie, I want a second chapter. Wow. I want a follow up. I want a full novella. Maddie and I do
1: have been um, sharing fan fiction links or sharing like, I really? I, like, ooh, I think you'd like this, this, um, this creator uh, who does things in this
0: fandom. So we have fun. We have fun. It is just such like, uh, I almost wish I had discovered it when I was 11 12 13 magical because i think i would really enjoy it but it does feel a little late for me to like have a renaissance with it now
1: i think that the evolution if you will from fan fiction to romance novels and smut it's such a pipeline
0: oh absolutely and i picked up i picked up with romance novels and smut
1: okay okay i've recently been um seeing romance novels and smut on book talk which is instagram real talk for me <laughs>
0: uh, yeah like, yeah it really is isn't it <laughs> yeah
1: because like the kind that darren brought on are usually kind that i don't really read um the historical romances and such. Uh, yes
0: retweet yeah. my my brand of smut is much more like fantasy
1: yeah okay yes you're in the fairy realm fae realm if you will <laughs>
0: which makes it sound so much worse than it No, is. it
1: sounds like it is. It
0: sounds no, exactly because, because I, I also get on board for like um it's a it's a war and it's the end of the world but uh-oh there's a hot guy that the girl protagonist needs to fall in love with or else the world's going to end. Oh,
1: you mean The Fifth Wave? Do you remember that book?
0: No, what's that? It
1: was dystopia. It was definitely in the era of, like, Maze Runner. um, Maze Runner, Darkest Minds, Mm, Divergent.
0: Classic. See, I think I gravitate more towards, like, magical dystopia than, like, you're going to get fucked by a fairy.
1: Okay. This is definitely dystopia, but it's also young adult, so no one's getting – no one's getting –
0: Yes. Well, people are getting kissed. People are getting kissed. kissed. Handheld. Married
1: married (laughs) Uh.
0: oh i love the tension leading up to a handhold yeah
1: that's why i got into k-dramas because i was like you mean
0: there is like (laughs) yeah it
1: takes 16 chapters or like three episodes for
0: them to even admit they like each other i love a slow burn i love a slow burn that's so funny I also really enjoy within within the, like, we get it, you read of it all, the intellectualism of, like, the unknown mm-hmm. with the metaphysical and what happens when you die. Yeah. Because it's just things, like, I would love to just be an old-timey philosopher where I can sit by a tree and ponder tarot cards and the meaning of life until I end living. But that's not my life. That's not the reality for me. I'm a girl who has to work.
1: Mm, boo. Hiss.
0: Boo. But getting, like, these opportunities on our podcast that we host, it's a lovely little reprieve.
1: Yeah. And I do think the topics like the metaphysical and what happens when we die are easier to digest, again, with people um, and not just by yourself, just thinking about these yes. things. When you talk about it with people, you realize, okay, like there is a commonality. We all have to experience these things. Um, but the way that we can soften the blow a little bit is by discussing, how do you feel about it? Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what ha- It's also so cool when you have somebody like Erin Stewart, who's invested so much of her life into understanding the metaphysical.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it's just like, what a wealth of knowledge yeah
1: yeah that episode I keep um wanting to go back and listen to it because of our tarot reading I want to see if things have come to fruition mm,
0: man I am still in that whole this is like <laughs> this is the indicator of mental health oh, for no. me. <laughs> it's when he, when I get to the point where I will um stop scrolling on TikTok and watch the TikTok tarot readers and be like, yeah, this is meant for me because yeah. there are no hashtags. It's like, That's when it's like, maybe we need a wellness check. Yes.
1: If you're watching this, stop scrolling. This message is for you <laughs> for you
0: it's like no it's, it's really that. i buy
1: it every time and that's the thing it's like sometimes <laughs> you want validation that the thing you're going through is gonna turn out well yes. for you <laughs> that these randoms on tiktok oh. who will never meet you are telling the best you it's when you happen.
0: have a crush oh. and you start getting more tiktok tarot reading oh. and you're like yeah he's Head over heels in love with me. Oh my gosh. Or those where it's like,
1: uh, <laughs> this letter is thinking about you, and it's like somebody like <laughs> draw. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: his brain is immediately like, Well, that is his middle initial. So. yes like his last name does end with that, so being delusional is a dream come true. Being
1: delusional in the age of internet is fan freaking tastic. A hundred years ago, <laughs> if we were delusional, we'd be in a house by the sea.
0: I'd be a witch that is burned
1: at the stake. 1923. Oof. Oof. Good year. The Roaring
0: Twenties? The Roaring Twenties? More like, get her to the nunnery.
1: Yes, queen.
0: She's insane. say that again.
1: (laughs) Overall, with We Get It You Read, I am always so happy to genuinely, genuinely learn from people on this topic.
0: Absolutely. I would say the same goes for our next category <gasps> would you this one i i would say i genuinely learn
1: okay well without further ado our next our next category everyone in the syllabus of academia is for the boys
0: Absolutely, For brother the freaking Hell boys. Yeah. And in let's this category, let's
1: crack open some cold brew let's, 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 let's get some play cold brew and get into it. So in this category, we have uh, Esports and Extroverts with Jonah Sation and Landis Frederick, mascotting with Treyer Shon, NHL Video Games with Joe Harrington, and of course the influence of Adam <laughs> McKay with Rogue Schmidt.
0: Of course. Classic bro topics Classic that are brought bro into our energy. space,
1: <laughs> and I'll tell you, sometimes I have no idea what to do with them.
0: One hundred percent, but it is really helpful because you and I are united in this. We yeah. are girls, girls, mm,
1: mm.
0: and 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 B girl.
1: <laughs> we are uh, above all else, non male girls,
0: <laughs> non cis het male girls. Yeah,
1: frick them and everything they stand for.
0: But it is helpful with these topics of, like, understanding where I do have knowledge. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I know a lot about Adam McKay. Yeah. And for me in college, like, that, if I'm in, like, a space with frat guys, that was an entry point. I could talk about Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. And they would know what I'm talking about. Same thing with, like, NHL. When, When Joe started talking about the video games, I'm like never played the video games but i have spent many weekends in basements watching other boys play these video games and i love going to a hockey game
1: <laughs> i have still not gone to a hockey game and that's really <gasps> on my list you're kidding to go to. they seem so rowdy i just want to, i want to experience the one IRL. I, I
0: think it's like my favorite sport to go to live
1: really have you yeah. have you been
0: to all of them not
1: all yeah, of them. Yeah, I mean, like, I've I'm not the- cricket.
0: <laughs> I've not been to a cricket match live. You gotta go, man. But like the the capital B A S, the big American sports. Yeah,
1: I think I've gone to. I've gone to a professional basketball game. I've gone to mm-hmm. college football games. Um, I've been to professional soccer games. And I do think that is it. Oh, I've been to professional baseball games. I went. Um, I was gonna say. Yeah, I went to a Cubs and a Sox game. Hmm. That's a lie. I went to a Sox game and I saw a Cubs game. <laughs> um, I did a commercial with the Cubs when I first moved here. It was crazy and they used one second of the back of me. So you could really put that on my reel if you want.
0: And that's star power. I'll say yeah. that.
1: Yeah. They were like We She's gotta not- get
0: you to a hockey game. It's so fun. The Columbus Blue Jackets is the team in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And like we would go there a lot growing up. And I love watching hockey live.
1: Uh, I was going to talk about this controversy on the internet.
0: Go for it. Go for it.
1: Well, it just, it marries the NHL with fan fiction and romance novels and smut. Did you see that whole thing on the internet? Yep. Yep. Uh, Yes.
0: Have we talked about this on the podcast before?
1: Maybe. If you think so, then we have. But it was essentially a book talk influencer. Um, Maybe we're, we're talking, we're talking with Maddie definitely about, um, when the line crosses from like writing fanfics yes. about real people. And I don't know if this um, was settled by then, but this was like this, just this book talk influencer who found this hockey player that she found to be attractive. And then she uh, was saying some really detailed things about him Um and the team brought her out to come see a game and she continued saying the things that got her the attention in the first place. But then his wife was like, um, excuse me, that's my hubby and you're being disrespectful. And that's when mm-hmm. the whole thing went down. So I there was like a, a Venn diagram of fan, my world of fan fiction <laughs> with uh, the NHL. I don't know what it is. Like people are like hockey players are are rising in thirst um thirst-dom.
0: You know me. I love a crush. I love the feeling of a crush. I think it's one of our God-given gifts. Yeah. I have never been able to be one of the people who can have a crush on like a public figure or a stranger. Mm. Like I can see a team of hockey players and be like, those are hot men. Yeah. But I would never go feral like that.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the other, that's a really interesting point. I was talking with, to this uh, with a guy friend, cause we were talking about, uh, for the boys, for the boys category, for, for the boys, <laughs> um, the idea of crushes. Um, and I mm. was like, I don't crush if I don't know who they are, like as a person, I, but I, I agree with like, I think I can think they're cute. They're yeah. fun, but there's, the crush aspect to me, like that's like I need knowledge about that person.
0: Yeah, I'm not having a celebrity crush, but I'm taking somebody I know and projecting onto them. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I can see Oscar <laughs> Isaac. I you know that's a that's a fine man, but I'm not. But I'm not like
0: him. Zaddy. I'm not calling him. I'm not
1: tweeting at him. I'm not tweeting at Dev Patel saying, "Please call me tomorrow."
0: This is actually really affirming because it made it feel. I mean, I was felt like. <laughs> I felt like something was wrong with me for no. a long time. For like to want not having celebrity about the person crushes. You like? No, <laughs> it just felt like a misgiving on my end. But I'm no. really glad. <laughs> no, hey,
1: you are validated by me in this. If no one else, if Lucy Porter, if Lucy Porter has a hundred validators, I am one of them. <laughs> if Lucy has twenty. I
0: am one. If she has none, I am dead. <laughs> Say that. Okay. New merch coming 2024. <laughs> Please. <laughs> with this with this category too i really like when people come onto the podcast and take the opportunity to like tell a secret about themselves oh like treyer <laughs> i don't think him being a mascot was necessarily a secret he was very open about this publicly but it's not something that's like for like he does he's not constantly talking about it on stage yeah. so for him to take this digital stage this oral stage a-u-r-a-l And expand upon the experience of being a college mascot. Yeah. I think that's beautiful.
1: Not only that, but brave.
0: That's what makes this house a home.
1: (laughs) When (laughs) Treyer brought that up, I was expecting, like, insane stories. Like, Mm. it's not Pitch Perfect, but it's something like it, where it's just, like...
0: There is a movie called Mascots. Really? That is, like, almost... It's not a Christopher Guest film, but it's, like, a Christopher Guest-style mockumentary about like professional mascots
1: okay that i really like it's
0: it's, yeah i think it's on like netflix
1: the athleticism that it takes i recently saw a show with treyer in it and he did use his flexibility he didn't mention he was a, uh, a mascot but you could see the training the the dedication of mascots because that is clowning if you will that is Big body movements. That is, you are donning mm-hmm. an entire
0: persona of this. Uh, if, if that's not clowning, I don't know what is. The, I want to meet.
1: <laughs> I want to meet who who's under the gritty mask.
0: Oh well, gritty. I saw. Th- I did see this thought on the internet, so this is not an original thought, but I do co-sign it. Like gritty is one of the rare times where I look at a mascot and I'm like, that is a sentient being. There's not a person <laughs> yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. Whereas like every other mascot, I'm like, I wonder who's in there. Like, I bet they're having fun or like they're hot. But like with Gritty, I'm like, Gritty has never not existed. Mm. Gritty is, Gritty was, Gritty will be. But anyway, I for the boys, cherished category. <laughs> I love. I love to learn.
1: For the boys, we realize can be for anyone
0: for uh, the Du Bois is not a gendered term
1: Du Bois, gender neutral
0: D- yeah yeah our next category is play dot funky music oh my god these topics always scare me because I am famously a little bit illiterate when it comes to music <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I live laugh love music can't get enough of the stuff but I I have not I don't have the knowledge base where like, I can talk about bands. And I will say part of doing this podcast has helped expand that blind spot for me. Mm-hmm. But I always get a little scared when somebody mentions a, a, a musical topic.
1: I get excited because that is my that is something that I'm very in tune with. Um, Absolutely. And it, the, all of these topics were at the top of my brain when my Spotify rap slash Apple Music Replay came out.
0: Yes. This was the first year. Well, well first, let me go ahead and just read... What we're including under the category Play.Funky Music. We have Playlists with Mo Burns, Trop Rock with Sarah Thurman, Pitchforks Top Albums of 2016 with Jake Klingensmith, U2 with Moss Pericone, Nicki Minaj Comedian with <laughs> Ben Tancredi, and Circle of Friends, the American Girl doll musical with Lucy Porter.
1: One thing I love about this section, one thing I really, really love about this section, is that all of these in some way, shape, or form, have come full circle for me this year. Absolutely. Like Pitchfork's top albums. I went to Pitchfork this year and it was it was a surprise I was going to Pitchfork. Um, you two, I recently found a song by them that I like, question mark. That's huge. I'm mad. <laughs> and then Nicki Minaj, obviously Pink Friday, Two has just released, folks.
0: So I was going to ask your thoughts. I have um, not listened to the full album yet.
1: I listened to the first five songs. Um, and what? I don't. Um, I'll just. Mm. So far, um, barbs do not come at me. <laughs> so far, mm, five songs. Be,
0: tread carefully, Alexi. You well, could die song, from
1: this. Yeah, the first song hooked me because she uses Billie Eilish's. um What's the song "Quiet When You're Coming Home"? My uh,
0: <gasps>
1: when the party's over, oh, she, she samples Billie Eilish's "When the Party's Over" and then talks about her experience with grief. Um, and then we get into like four oh. songs about how she's the baddest bitch and nobody can top Nikki. And I'm like, well, obviously, no one can top Nikki.
0: What else, else do you have to say? Yes, and so that's yeah. why I'm like,
1: I felt that a lot of her previous albums had a lot to say and everything. And so I'm just kind of waiting for because I think there's there's a lot of songs on this album. So I'm I'm waiting for mm. the the rest of the album. I tried to listen to what I was punch. working out this morning, but it wasn't it just wasn't hitting. But I know that I had to wait because Nicki wouldn't leave me hanging. She would never.
0: Yeah, those 22 he Especially songs. as a comedian. Yeah. Yes. The girl like, knows how to hit a punchline.
1: Yes. Um and she has a lot of features with like um on this album, she's got Drake, she's got J. Cole, let's see. She's got um Lil Wayne, Lil Uzi Vert, um, which is Future, she's got a lot, so I'm 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 waiting for the rest of the album. But s- with 22 songs, you know it's hard to like all of them. So I, I'm, I'm that is
0: such a long album. Yes. Ooh. Yes. And I already struggle. I'm not the type who will like listen to an album from top to bottom. Really. I'm a playlist girl, which is why I felt spoken to with the episode with Mo. Because that, that's how I consume music. They even included that in my Spotify wrapped this year. It was oh. like, you do not listen to albums, you only listen to your own playlists. It's like, you go, girl,
1: setting the path for yourself.
0: I think it was like, you have incredible taste, or like, you know your taste. <laughs> XOXO. Spotify.
1: Chop <laughs> Rock with Sarah Thurman also has come up for me. <laughs> yeah i don't because i when um r.i.p jimmy buffett
0: well have we talked about this my parents were in key west when he died <gasps> yeah my par- my parents were at ground Zero. Oh my god he died there uh no but that's like his place like that is that is the sanctuary to jimmy buffett like uh, he is the king of key west
1: it's not the second person who's passed away that we talked about yeah
0: we're just on, fingers on the pulse of people who die. <laughs> but my parents said when they were there, like, there was a parade in his honor. Everyone was wearing their Hawaiian shirts. Like, oh it God. was It was much more, and this is, of course, in line with the Parrot Heads culture, like, celebration of life.
1: Yeah. That's sweet. Tune in Jimmy Buffett off the right way.
0: Mm-hmm. But to think that my parents were there. Ground Zero is crazy. <laughs> something that also came
1: full circle for me was circle of friends the american girl Girl musical because really (laughs) i was in new york and i went to um the american girl doll place and i facetimed lucy while i was there
0: and what a stunning moment (laughs) of friendship
1: i was like she'd (laughs) want to see this she'd really want to see this She's seen it before, but she's really going to want to see it because <laughs> I am there. This is
0: life-changing. Yeah. They did just reopen the um, American Girl Cafe in LA. Oh. Oh and so God. I think that's going to be like the new hotspot for meetings. I, if you're if you're an executive, if you're a film and television executive, and you're like, hey, I'd love to meet with Lucy Porter to talk about working together in the film and television space. And you're like, where should we go? Where should we go? Where's a cool place for us to chit-chat? May I offer the American Girl Cafe. They'd be remiss if you didn't. If we, if I had a business meeting in the American Girl Cafe, there would be no need for a meeting. I'd sign on to whatever they're asking me to do.
1: Are you being serious? Yes. That's okay.
0: <laughs> wow. wow, Because wow. that to me shows that they did their research on me, that they care about me and what I'm passionate about. That's fair. You
1: got the, um, the Addy pastry and that's all you needed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Does she have a pastry? I don't freaking know, brother. Last <laughs> time I went to the cafe, I was like eight. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm like trying to myself. think about
0: what her pastry would be. Like how do they theme that? I'm like this is what she had in her knapsack when she escaped slavery.
1: It was rice. <laughs> hope.
0: It's 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 a pastry with a side of hope. <laughs> it's a resilience it's inside of
1: you i'd be pissed i think for me the equivalent of that for me is if someone wanted to have a business meeting with me in the barnes and noble cafe that oh that's chic no not only romance but friendship <laughs> i would sign whatever deal you ask you want me to do a 10 episodes and get paid one thousand dollars sign Done. me on sign <laughs> me on
0: no questions asked
1: as long as you buy me a matcha and a hot chocolate from this barnes and noble cafe in this bookstore
0: a matcha and a hot chocolate. I'm, uh,
1: how long is the meeting going to last? Yeah, I'm going to need beverages. <laughs> That's <a really> good <laughs> I'm going to need several beverages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and one for the road, even while road? you peruse the books on your way out.
1: <laughs> yeah, One for the Road by Arctic Monkey. Uh, yeah, but Arctic Monkeys.
0: Alex <laughs> Turner. I'm so sorry. Well, Alexi, what's our next
1: category? Our next category, of course, is people, places, and things. Some could call that a noun, but we don't say that.
0: We can't get enough of people, places, and things. The nouns are running rampant in
1: these streets. They're going crazy. And especially because this category has so many of our favorite episodes. Starting off strongly with Disney villains with Dominic Racino. Pockets with Louis Cordon. Things. Mountain Dew with Jake Montanac. Things. Oreos with Max Thomas things sharks with sierra kenyon things or people depending on your philosophy self-serving theater teachers with grace Rushdie. people and that's a fun last name to say grace shout out to your mm-hmm. last name disney parks with danny marshall
0: places
1: cast with chloe Michaela.
0: things
1: an american high school with sarah bishop
0: i would say there are people places and things all encompassed with an american high school I Oh, my goodness.
1: And we had to experience that, so we should freaking know.
0: (laughs) These are gorgeous topics, let me just say. I don't think
1: that I've done as much um, past searching as I have with American High School and the Self-Serving Theater Teachers episodes. Those really make me go back into my high school experience and, and dig into things that I had genuinely just let fade with time.
0: At that point, the podcast becomes Talk Therapy.
1: It and it was and it was, <laughs> <laughs> and one can only hope that it's healing. And I did. I I'm fascinated with the American high school episode that, like, I so I was w- recently watching a little YouTube essay, and they were talking about how Americans, like, as we all know, just kind of think that we are the center of the world. That um, sure, like everyone knows that like everyone abides by the American cultural rules is what like we are raised to think of as Americans um and this is of course in reference to Tyla who is a singer of water because she doesn't identify as black um she identifies as colored because she's South African and it is a an entirely different um category in terms of race there and so mm-hmm. when Sarah Bishop is talking about like the kind of idolizing that students like that Australian students did to American high school I'm like Wait, this was this is something that people kind of
0: romanticize.
1: This was hell. Yeah. This was
0: horrible. It also breaks it into like the idea versus the experience. Mm-hmm. Like they're not romanticizing like being in high school in America. They're romanticizing the idea of high school in America.
1: Yeah, and when she was saying that, like they would go out and there would be the ocean for her school. I'm like, that's what I'm romanticizing. I would love absolutely. I would love that. <laughs>
0: I do love these topics, too, because they are so specific to the person. Like, Mm -hmm. only Louie would bring in pockets. (sighs) Oh, my God. And only us would realize that we have so much to say about pockets.
1: Uh, And only Jake Montanac would bring in Mountain Dew.
0: Yeah. And I do think about him every time that I have Mountain Dew now, which is not often, but... I was in an airport (gasps) and I had a Mountain Dew and I was like my dear friend, Jake.
1: He would know. To me, my thoughts of Mountain Dew are genuinely concentrated to that episode because I'm like, I don't think about Mountain Dew enough (laughs) only when I'm passing over in the store because I'm like Mountain Dew and Monster Energy drinks are right next to each other. And I'm like, okay, heart attacks next. Mm Mm-hmm. Oreos of Max Thomas. Ore- Max Thomas has since mm-hmm. sent me pictures every time he encounters some crazy combination of Oreos. <laughs> and it is genuinely That's a surprising. a way
0: to communicate. That's <laughs> all, like, say nothing else, just pictures of
1: Oreos. It's just so interesting how many ways that they can... Like, there was Oreo popcorn, and I'm like, what does it even taste like? Mm-hmm. To me, Oreos exist in Flurries, McFlurries. Sure. Uh, We're boycotting McDonald's. And Shake's... 7-Eleven wait no 7-Eleven doesn't have Oreo shakes yes they do do they 7-Eleven is not my culture but I love that there's like mixers in the freezer They're it's a certain uh, brand
0: yeah that's fascinating
1: yeah I'll send. I'll, I'll send it I'll tag it in this episode um and yeah, then um like Oreos themselves so when Max Thomas is sending me pictures of popcorn Oreo I'm quite confused no. on what that could taste like
0: no, that's like that's looking God in the face and spitting on him. Yeah. That's what that is. Non-consensually. <laughs> yeah. In a weird I way. I mean, God's yeah. a little kinky. I will say that. If he, if he made us with <laughs> yeah. God's a little freak. No, I will okay. say I think this topic is I think this category is so interesting because people, places, and things are often not ignored in an academic yeah. setting. Yes. So then to bring in the people, places and things that are not being talked about endlessly fascinating
1: yeah i think our most controversial episode yet is cats with chloe michaela
0: absolutely (laughs) that has divided households (laughs) i've had people talk to
1: me about that and just be like um you know tell me their opinion cats are great or cats are you know creepy i was at a party this weekend the party of aforementioned party uh where it was a party where someone decided to mention that uh, there was a recent finding, but they're studying it more. It is like it's a coincidence they found that people with schizophrenia also have cats. Like it's like there's there's a correlation. They don't know what it is, but they're studying it. But someone at the party just dropped that fact, and I was like, okay, how does this divide the room?
0: It's also so funny to bring up as like a conversation starter of at like, a party. Hey. you don't know me nice to meet you i'm lucy i think everyone who has a cat is schizophrenic (laughs) Uh, and
1: and, but they're studying it more they're studying it more so they're they're, they're finding out
0: (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) well that's people places and things
1: people places and things thank you for your contribution to 2023 academia
0: now on to our final category
1: lucy bring us home
0: academia would be nothing without a full exploration of the human experience. Mm, talk about it, sister. Let's, let's jump right in with the menstrual cycle with Carly Glenn. Self-care with Deja Monet. Dining out with Peter Molesworth and Madeline Mahoney. Quitting with Susan Delphine. Friends formed from fandoms with Alexi Bolden irrational fears with jordan stafford and the art of gossip with molly olson this should be presented on the crib of every newborn babe <laughs> in every hospital in the world that'll yeah. say hey you're gonna encounter a lot of things in your lifetime let's start here
1: yeah yeah especially with uh the menstrual cycle that's how you got <laughs> here kid. yeah that's how you got here uh,
0: yes and you know how you're going to leave and if you don't have the right dining out etiquette oh my god <laughs> or if you or if you misappropriate the art of gossiping you're done you're done for
1: yeah in the the gossip episode with Molly um we touched on so many i was like hoping we could kind of have a part two to that because i looked up the definition yeah. of gossip after we finished <gasps> And I was like, dang, this could have been fantastic to dive into. Um, What's the definition? It was like casual or um, I'm just going to. The definition of gossip is casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people, (gasps) typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true.
0: Oh, my God. The word reports.
1: Yes. Unconstrained for me was the that's the ticker. That's it. That's the heart of it is that it's like it's things that are not necessarily true. For fun Mm -hmm. and you're going crazy. You're creating hypotheticals. Like Molly said, she's creating hypothetical
0: gossip scenarios.
1: And I was like, that's very real.
0: I love the word report too, because it insinuates that there is like a purpose or an energy put behind this. Like you're not just like doing it flippantly. Mm. It's like, no, I've been gathering some data and it's like, do you think that they're acting little bananas?
1: cuz here's what i and have. And
0: then you present your report. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the 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 sample s- sentence i have here is he became the subject of much local gossip. Similar <gasps> words include tittle-tattle, tattle or oh. rumors.
0: Bring back tattle-tale. Bring brat back calling somebody a tattle. A tattle. just get a tattle. I do think this it's just like such a beautiful span of the human experience too, because we go through everything from like a self care, which like genuinely we need to take time to dissect and understand.
1: Have you been? And in, in, has this been on your side of the internet? Uh, girl therapy.
0: No, and you know how I feel about the reduction of things by adding "girl" in front of it.
1: Yeah, and Mina Le has a whole video on it of like, why are we? Why are we? Why is this popular right now? Um, what is
0: girl therapy?
1: It's genuinely therapy, but I, <laughs> 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 like I was there was a, uh, a video of this one influencer Sister posted. Just therapy. She posted it's not changed. Girl, she posted a whole video. It's genuinely self care uh, rebranded because self care is kind of like outdated now. Yeah, um, but somebody was choogy. like yes someone was like um girl therapy day where it's like an everything shower um uh, face mask uh she's getting her nails done laser yeah what yeah
0: it's just taking I care really of yourself needs to calm down for three seconds one i'm begging
1: three,
0: three. <laughs> that's nuts
1: yeah But an episode I do think about quite often is the dining out with Peter Mulsworth and Madeline Mahoney because I started like noticing other people and how they behave at restaurants. And I'm like, oh, Peter would hate that.
0: Yes. Every time I make a reservation, I do it in their honor. Oh. And I think they would love to know that. (laughs) I think like the magic space that we can occupy sometimes where it's like, this is inherently silly and stupid and we are – above all else, comedians. But every now and then, we get to have really like dropped in beautiful conversations about like yeah. meaningful things about being alive, like irrational fears.
1: Oh my
0: God. What an episode. It's the times where we can get like vulnerable on this podcast and I'm like, mm, honey. Yeah, and how like sometimes
1: you have to quit things that are just kind of neutral, not even bad, just kind of there. Wow, and not to keep bringing up the friends that we make from fandoms, but boy, wouldn't you Please. be remiss to not go through life without somebody who loves the same things that you do?
0: Absolutely, I would say almost that that is in like direct balance with gossiping, like making friends from fandoms and like shared passions is just this. The other side of the same coin of gossiping. It's like a, hey, did you watch this thing?
1: (gasps) Okay, me too. Did you see the boys on this? Yeah,
0: it's instead of like, oh my God, you
1: hate them too. It's, oh my God, you love that show too. Talk about hypothetical scenarios. Talk about POV you're with. Mm. (laughs) Talk about POV you and Harry go to Starbucks and he gets recognized by a pen and you get jealous. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) The internet. Is such a comforting place to, to just throw your delusions, to throw the scenarios you wish you're could the happen. You're the first person boys. to
0: ever say that the internet is a comforting place
1: for delusions, babes. For delu- <laughs> when you know you're not being <laughs> logical, come on over. We've got a space for you.
0: Open up Chrome, baby. Open <laughs> up a
1: Chrome. It's grand
0: old time. <laughs> well, I think that. Is the end of our end of year review, our syllabus review.
1: I feel enlightened. I feel better. I have takeaways from every single episode. I have left every episode a better person, goddammit.
0: And I do think that's true. Like, we come into this so tongue-in-cheek of like, what has academia ignored for too long? Ha, ha, ha. He, he, he. And then I leave and I'm like, Yeah, I should be contemplating this more.
1: Yes. So as we wrap out 2023 of academia, I guess Mm -hmm. there's just one thing left to say.
0: We're taking the briefest little hiatus and we will be back with more topics, more fun and more categories in February 2024. Alexi, I love you. Lucy, I love you. Bye! Bye.